You're listening to Adishokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another edition, episode 7 of Adishokbe Live, the official Afrobeats podcast sponsored by World Remit. And of course, shot here at the Afromedia studio, supported by Afrocene TV and LM Media. As always, if it's, if it's your first time joining us, I'd ask you first of all, before I get into the headlines, to click the subscribe button on whatever platforms you're getting this on. Be it YouTube, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Now, let's get into the headlines this week. Donald J. Trump loses support in the United States of America but gains following in an unlikely Nigeria. Tiwa Savage trends on social media with strong images released this week. And Ugandan presidential aspirant Bobby Wine arrested after declaration of presidency, uh, his presidential ambition, and of course, lots, lots more. So let's get straight into it. And the first place we're kicking off is in the United States of America, where it looks like the presidency has changed hands in an historic election between Donald J. Trump and Democratic challenger Joe Biden. As more people have been recorded to have voted for both candidates and Joe Biden becoming the president-elect with the most votes in history of the United States presidential uh, election. The opposition in sitting President Donald Trump received support from an unlikely source <laughs> from Nigeria where a shocking video of hundreds, if not thousands, were seen on the streets in T-shirts and matching hats. Of course, showing support for President Donald Trump's re-election bid. Some of them were heard speaking about his leadership skills as the reason for their love for the former Apprentice star. Now, think about it. The United States of America going through the most incredible election, presidential election in history, with the most votes cast, I think, um, towards this election with 73 million plus voting for Joe Biden, and I think an upwards of 70 million people voting for the president, Donald Trump, with the pandemic. You have to understand the pandemic is still on. A lot of people uh, were scared of going out, so they cut, cast their votes early through mail ballots and so on and so forth. The, the campaign was hot. It was hot in places like Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, the whole lot. But Donald, Donald Trump lost support, hence Joe Biden becoming the president-elect of the United States of America. However, he gained support in the unlikely Nigeria. When I saw this video, I was disappointed in my people. First of all, we have our own problems to deal with. Who organized the march? Who paid for the t-shirts? Who printed the caps? We need to ask those questions because obviously somebody organized this whole setup to see thousands if not hundreds of people walking on the streets of Nigeria shouting in support of the president of the United States of America to be re-elected in his own country. None of these guys that are marching for Donald Trump, I don't think I've seen any one of them, I probably haven't seen them out marching when people were demanding better government in Nigeria or asking to fight against police brutality. But guess what? They wanted Donald J. Trump to be re-elected as president. It's a shameful situation. And going further, an actress, a popular actress in Nigeria, actually shared a picture of Donald Trump on her Instagram page, begging God to please re-elect him. Think about that. A Nigerian actress posted a picture of Donald Trump 
on Instagram asking for God's intervention in his re-election bid, saying because Donald Trump was a Christian and his values were strong, hence why she wanted him re-elected as president of the United States of America. There's nothing wrong in you having, you know, your thoughts on the presidential elections in other countries or whatever, but showing that much support and passion on social media when you have your own issues in your own country, I think that's ridiculous. And not only did I think it was ridiculous, rapper McMill went on social media to call the whole thing, let me even look at it. He said he called the whole thing a joke on Twitter because he saw Donald Trump retweeting that video. And uh, going further, after the actress had shared the picture on social media asking for God's intervention in this election, music manager T. Bills from the United States of America just posted at that um, uh, actress and he said, Auntie, you are delusional. And I don't think anybody can argue with that, T. Bills. You know, if somebody in Nigeria is asking for that much support for the president of the United States of America in America, she didn't even post about the Nigerian Americans that contested in various electoral seats in America. She didn't even do that. She was campaigning for Donald Trump. Did she campaign for any other person in Nigeria asking for good governance? Some people, we need to check what's really going on with some of our people, man. When I saw the video, I was embarrassed. And I'm sure some of you will too. Because it shows people passionately marching on the streets of Nigeria. And also when the microphone was stuck in their mouth, these guys were talking about, you know, the leadership qualities is displayed, which they found on the Apprentice show. That's where these guys decided that Donald Trump has leadership qualities. Of course, he's the president of America. He obviously displayed a lot of qualities to have been elected. However, those guys in Nigeria, they know nothing about that. The most they saw was you're fired on The Apprentice Show. Hence why they believed he had the qualities to become president again. But guess what? The American people decided by their votes, and that's what these shameful Nigerians would have to stick to. Maybe they should even worry about collecting visas. Instead, they're worrying themselves about Donald Trump becoming president. Anyway, we're moving on to the next headline, where Tiwa Savage has been in the news this week for a variety of reasons. One is that she released some steamy, semi-nude pictures that got a lot of people talking. And secondly, she granted an interview with popular broadcaster Ebuka in Nigeria, where she revealed some horrible details of being bullied when she first moved to the United Kingdom as a teenager. In that interview, she went further to reveal that she had tried to kill herself twice. Now, let's address this one after the other. The first other pictures that were released. About a week ago, Tiwa Savage released a video where she featured Naira Mali in the Ole song, a brilliant song, fantastic video. Um, I think we also reported here on, you know, Adesho Live, the Afrobeats podcast. And then a couple of days after that, boom! internet started shaking. Tiwa Savage had some pictures out. She was showing a little bit of her behind. She had the towel covering her front. She gave us a, a full, I think it was like, you could see the whole behind. <laughs> First of all, the queen looked good. I've got to say, she's been in the gym. The diet's been working. Everything A class. Obviously, not everybody agrees with the fact that Tiwa Savage, a mother of one, can reveal that much skin on social media. And she was criticized by not only some fans and popular actors in Nigeria as well had something to say about it. These are my thoughts about this. Um, obviously, when you get a picture 
or pictures like that coming from, you know, a, a mother or a mature lady, you first of all, you're taking aback, like, mm, are these too much? But then I think about it. Every time when I feel in that moment, I always try to flip it and say, if it was Beyonce or if it was Tony Braxton, would I complain? I'm not sure I would. So why wouldn't I complain at Beyonce, but I'm stoning Tiwa Savage? So, you know, I think that's one of the things we need to start thinking about. It's okay for Rihanna to show as much ass as she can, but nobody else in Nigeria, Yemi Alade Tiwa Savage show a little bit of behind, the whole house is burning down. So that's how I think about it. Yes, there might be questions around the fact that, oh man, you're a mother, you're this, you're that, but hey, the bigger question is this, Whatever makes you happy, as long as you ain't, you know, you're not wronging anybody, you're not hurting anybody, you're doing your thing. And she's in the show business where you have to basically, excuse the pun, show a little bit of ass, you know, but <laughs> she had to, this is, it's a show business. And that's what gets people talking. That's what gets us excited. That's what gets the media going, social media trends, breaking the internet. And, and it's that, you know, but again, I think, uh, when you when when we feel the urge to criticize, you know, one of our celebrities for stuff that we would accept from international celebrities, I think we need to take a step back and not only look at the celebrity, but look at ourselves. We might be the problem. Because if it's okay for Beyonce to do that, then it might be cool for Tiwa Savage to do it as well. And more importantly, if she's happy, our management is happy about it, then who are we to talk about it? She got the news, that was the intention, and the pictures are... I must say, a mighty fine too. You be the judge to that. Um, the second part of Tiwa Savage trending this week was the fact that she gave an interview to popular broadcaster Ebuka in Nigeria where she shared some horrible experience of being bullied as a teenager while she was in school here in the United Kingdom. She said stuff like she had girls, you know, push her into the toilet and do all sorts of things. And she even felt uncomfortable with her dark skin trying to bleach it a couple of times because she felt that the skin complexion wasn't acceptable. And, you know, those are very worrying stories. If you think about young girls today and what the media you know, perceives as being a cool skin complexion and a cool person or whatever, it might affect people, uh, you know, terribly, especially if she's talking about almost taking her own life twice. Once is, is worrying enough, but attempting it a second time that's really shocking. And if you're looking at Tiwa Savage, who she's become today, one of the most successful entertainers out of Africa, um, absolutely stunning Afro queen, um, you wouldn't think that she's had these battles to overcome. But hey, she revealed that in the interview. And I, and I think, again, it's another moment where uh, someone shares her story. Hopefully it helps to, to guide other people. Stop young bullies from doing what they're doing and inspire the girls that regardless of the trauma you're going through now, you will overcome that and become successful in life as long as you keep working hard and you get help. Uh, nobody can under, you know, underemphasize the importance of getting help. I think that hasn't been promoted well in the, in the black community, but I think nowadays we're, we're all starting to talk about the mental health support and reaching out to the right departments to take care of you know, whatever trauma you've dealt with in the past, you've had to you know, go through in the past to overcome it the right way. So shout out to Tiwa Savage for coming, you know, forward with that type of 
information, very sensitive. A lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about attempting to take their own lives, but hopefully that type of conversation helps other people step forward and receive the necessary support that, it, that they deserve. Now, from Nigeria, we fly over to Uganda, where popular musician and activist Bobby Wine was seen being arrested after declaring and submitting his intention to run for presidency in Uganda in 2021. Now, Bobby Wine, if you don't know a little bit about him, is a reggae artist who is now turned into an activist that has been fighting pretty much the opposition in Uganda for years. Uh, Bobby Wine has been a harsh critic of the president, Yuweri uh, Museveni, who's been president for over 30-something years. And uh, this is not the first time he's run for office. He's been a member of the parliament in the past, and now I think he's taking a step further by running for presidency in 2021. Now, the, in the shocking video, which you can see, he had just be, his nomination had just been accepted. Whilst he was on his way back from the, uh, the nomination acceptance, you can see the police and the military trying to break into the car, and they eventually did, broke into his car whilst they were on Instagram Live and yanked him out of the car and took him into custody. A couple of hours after that, he was then released. However, um, not only him was arrested, another opposition leader, the leader of the, 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 I think the largest opposition party in Uganda was also arrested on his way to his nomination and eventually released by the security forces. Hear this, without his shoes, actually. Um, it's, it's a very tough time in Uganda. Not only is the president, uh, Museveni, after 30-something years at, at the helm in Uganda, is still contesting for re-election in February 2021, there's the large opposition leader as well as Bobby Wine, who is a favorite of the young people in Uganda. Now, um, over the next couple of months, political gatherings has been banned in Uganda due to the COVID-19 restrictions. And the president said publicly that if those restrictions are flouted by anyone, they will face the full wrath of the law. So this is going to be a very interesting election in February 2021, uh, especially with a vastly popular Bobby Wine, who is seen by the youth in Uganda as, you know, a, a, a strong figure, a, a popular figure, an activist who's demanded, you know, for, for better governance and for better living conditions for the people against a highly, you know, a, a very influential president in Uganda who's been in that office for over 30 years with a lot of financial muscle and a strong hold on the country. The security forces, the media operatives, that's going to be some, that's going to be a hell of a battle to shift. But hey, we'll be covering that going further, um, especially looking from the angle of Bobby Wine, who is a very influential entertainer around the world. Now, from Uganda, we're going over to the United States of America, where popular rapper, poet, and actor Common had to deny allegations of sexual assault leveled against him by a comedian lady called Jaguar. Apparently, she had uh, made these allegations once in an Instagram live interview where she was speaking and, and went further to talk about the fact that she was, you know, um, against her intentions, coerced into some sort of sexual act and and common had to come out come out common had to come out uh, a little tongue twisting there but anyway he came out during the week to refute the allegations strongly 
speaking about the fact that he felt that the Lady Jaguar had some issues that she was dealing with and he didn't know what emotions to feel like when he heard about the allegations, saying that a lot of people in their circle know that the story isn't right and that um, she's, he's just disappointed with such allegations leveled against himself, especially as people are dealing with genuine sexual assault allegations around the world uh, and to have you know something that's false in his own, you know, as, as far as he's concerned, to be put out there in the media. Um, Jaguar has since come out to apologize to Common's girlfriend, Tiffany Haddish, saying that she would like to apologize if she made Tiffany feel a certain type of way, but, you know, she said what she said, and she apologized for hurting Tiffany's feelings, not making the allegations. Well, this is another sensitive story, sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations aren't something to, to look down at at all. Of course, it's very, very, it's, you're innocent until proven guilty. However, in the world we are today, the court of public opinion is a very, very strong court where such allegations are leveled against you. If your defense is not strong enough, sometimes you might win the legal battle, but lose the reputation fight. Um, we saw in the, in the past with people like Justin Bieber, where a lady made sexual allegations against him, but he came out strong on his social media and refused the claim and said the day she claimed that he assaulted her, he was actually with his wife in another city. Now, those kind of um, repudiation and just rejecting of allegations are strong and instantly everybody just throws the allegations away because she came up with dates, she came up with some receipts, and he came up with the same receipts saying, yo, I was not in the same city. And once that happens, instantly public opinion also kind of changes. But this one with Common, Common who publicly is seen as a cool, uh, you know, a gentleman who's always been respectful to women, respectful in the public, uh, the in his working environment, he's portrayed an image that's been very you know, cool, calm, and collected, this was a shocker. But I, I still believe that, um, you know, he will find a way to fight it properly because you just won't let someone say something that horrible against you in, in the media space without really going hard at defending yourself. Adeshokwe Live, the Afrobeats podcast sponsored by World Remit. Um, another, staying in the States, where in recent times, celebrity couples on following each other on social media seems to be the signal of an end in relationship. Uh, this was big news when the rapper Common, who we're just talking about, and his supposed girlfriend, comedian Tiffany Adish, stopped following each other on Instagram weeks ago. Everybody went crazy saying the relationship was dead, Common had moved on to another woman, you know, blah, 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 blah. But out of the blue, about a week ago, both of them appeared on Instagram Live, speaking to each other, talking specifically about Common's upcoming album, saying how much they, they can't wait for everybody to hear the album and how incredible the music is. And they finished the interview or the conversation with, I love you, I love you too. And everybody was like, yo, but they stopped following each other on Instagram. How could they still be loving each other? That shows that social media nowadays is actually taking over people's lives, where they're thinking social media is reality. It also happened a couple of weeks ago. I got a phone call. People were saying, yo, it looks like Steph London and Burner Boy have, you know, they've broken up. I'm like, yeah, what? How? They said they stopped following each other on Instagram. Come on, guys. 
just because they stop following each other on Instagram, that gives you the opportunity to slide into each one of them's DMs. Bruh, Instagram is a tool that you can use for marketing purposes and information purposes only. A lot of people don't want to be sharing their personal lives on social media, hence on following their, their, their significant other. It's very important because now that they know that there are blogs out there, they actually take into consideration following each other as a signal of a romantic relationship or a breakup. Why would you give people that much time and just simply just not follow each other? Besides, guess what? Even if you don't follow each other, you can actually check on what each other is doing on social media. So the following doesn't really mean anything. So people, for now, social media following and unfollowing doesn't tell you nothing about the relationship status, okay? That's a business decision. Now, staying in the States, where popular musician Rod Wave, he's one of my, my daughter's favorite artists. I actually found out about Rod Wave through my daughter. Um, was making an appearance on stage at a Halloween concert when the stage collapsed due to the weight of the people on it. Now, one of the reasons this story was interesting to me is I have been at concerts where the artist that's built to perform is on stage getting ready to perform, and you look around the stage, and the man them on there are a, mil a minimum 50. Everybody's brought their girlfriends, they brought their side chicks, they've got the tour managers, the press, everybody's on the stage, and the stage looks like the concert arena with another crowd on stage. And I'm thinking to people like, yo, you're not even going to enjoy the show because you can't see him. You're only looking at the reaction of the people. Why don't you go to the front? Why you can enjoy the show? So this concert was interesting. Rod Wave hadn't even started performing. They had just been introduced on stage. Man was coming out with his swag. Everybody was coming with him. He's old. 50 million gang and instantly boom the stage collapses people fall down he was lucky he didn't really hurt himself that much but there was a model on the stage with him that took pictures of her behind after the whole collapse and boy she smacked the floor terribly i'm not even i'm like <laughs> you know and people went at her like yo why were you there? She came out and said she was paid to host and she was part of the whole hostess crew and blah, blah, and that was why she was at the front of the queue. But if you see the marks on her behind, I'm thinking, boy, was it worth it just to hang around the stage that much? You know, and I think, again, that was a, this is an opportunity to send out to entertainers and the crew. When the artist is on stage to perform, it not only doesn't look good with about 200 men in the back, it can also be a health and safety issue, just like this Rod Rave matter. So please, you know, give the guy his space, let him do his thing, everybody step back for a bit, and we can catch up after. You know, you're not performing, so why are you on the stage? That's a big issue at Afrobeat concerts, you know. Big issue. Promoters are always trying to send people back, like, yo, we need people off the stage, we need people off the stage, but everybody's important. The promoter is important, his girlfriend is important, the side chick is important, the friend's friend is, everybody wants to be on stage. And you can't really see the show that way and enjoy it anyway. So, well, leaving the States, we're going over to Nigeria, where Nigerian music icon Blackface reveals on Instagram 
why he has a problem with Whiskey and Two-Face. Now, a little background about Blackface. Blackface used to be a, a group a band member with Two-Face. So it was Two-Face, Blackface, and Face. And they were called Plantation Boys in the 90s uh, and into the early 2000s. Um, the, the, the group split up after that, and Two-Face went on to become a music legend in Nigeria, an African icon who sang the song, You Are My African Queen, The Girl of My Dream. That song became a huge hit around the world. Now, Blackface from that moment started to squabble because he felt that he wrote the lyrics to the song, he didn't get the rights to that record, and he started beefing with Two-Face going decades now. So he does this like every single year. And over the last couple of years, he came out criticizing Whiskey. And people are like, so people are used to Blackface criticizing Two-Face and have seen him throw one or two digs at Whiskey. So when he came on Instagram Live this time, talking about the fact that, oh, he's got an issue with, you know, Whiskey and Two-Face, obviously with a smoking hand, you know, lit that up and was blazing away. He said the reason why he has a problem with them is because of originality, that they don't write their own songs, that Whiskey copied one of his songs and turned it into a Jewelegba. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, that one, that one passed me. I'm not even going to lie. When I heard that one, I was like, what? And then he said Whiskey changed another of his records into, uh, I think it's Wine It, the record on Superstar album featuring Banky W. And I'm like, really? And then he said, you know, Two Faces is original as well. He doesn't write his own records. Um... First of all, musicians don't have to write their own records to be original. It's that, that's been you know, part of history. Some of the biggest records by your favorite artists were not written by them. But what was done was that those artists have the right emotions and vocal ability to translate the record into what we now love and know around the world. So not writing your own record doesn't take anything away from you. Some of the greatest in Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Beyonce, never put pen to paper to write a record themselves. They enlisted incredible writers to assist them to put a, a certain record together and they projected their voices to make sure that the record sounded the way it should. So originality has nothing to do about writing. The other part where he's talking about taking his own songs and flipping it and making hit records out of that, I would say to anybody in the world, if you honestly believe that that happened to you where they took your song and flipped it over and turned it into a hit record and made money from it, go to court. That's what we've seen. We saw with, uh, I think it was Pharrell, uh, with Bloodlines or something like that. He was taken to court by the Marvin Gaye family who felt that Pharrell um, had taken samples of Marvin Gaye's song and completely turned it around and made a classic hit record from that. After years of being in court, guess what? Eventually, the judgment was to the Marvin Gaye family where the judge um, found in their favor saying Pharrell did subconsciously or consciously take elements of the Marvin Gaye original and used it in the single blurred lines and awarded them, I think at the time, $9 million. So if there is any truth to you believing that your songs were taken and flipped around and made into a hit record where somebody enjoyed from it without giving you credit, the best thing to do 
is to go to court, whether in Nigeria or internationally. Because guess what? Records are now international. And you can register or file your claim anywhere in the world as, as long as you've got the records to back that up. Now, from blackface in Nigeria, we're going over to Ghana. Black Stars, a.k.a. the Gold Coast of Africa, where music icon and rap legend Sarkodie caught heat this past week for his brand new song titled Happy Day, featuring Kwame Eugene. Now, the song in the song, Sarkodie appeared to have endorsed the re-election bid of the current president, Nana Akufuado, with a line translating to Nana Continue. Apparently, that's a slogan that they're using in the re-election campaign of the current sitting president in Ghana. Now, fans criticized the rapper for his political allegiance, especially after singer Kwame Eugene came out saying he knew nothing of what the critics are calling a Sarkozy endorsement on the song until he showed up for the video shoot, that the only part of the record he heard before the video shoot was the first verse. And in that first verse, it had nothing uh, aligning with a political party. Anyway, uh, critics have come out hard on social media criticizing Sarkozy, including rapper Kwakwase, who slammed Sarkozy and dancehall star Samini for endorsing the president, alleging favors had exchanged hands, either financial or otherwise. Now, um, in the process where fans and critics were going hard at Sarkozy and Kwame Eugene, Kwame had to come out to defend himself that he made the record uh, for the rap legend but he never thought there was anything political about it. He feels that he's got a young career and endorsing a political candidate, a presidential candidate at this time would affect the, you know, his long-term career. Now, these are my thoughts on this. I believe that anybody anywhere in the world has a right to choose a candidate, whether for president, local chairman, or local member, MP, or whatever. You have your own individual right to choose a candidate and endorse them if you actually believe in their goals, you know, their aspirations, what they're campaigning for. What I might have a problem with is the fact that in Africa, it looks like artists and entertainers sometimes are in favor of certain, you know, political leaders privately and sometimes publicly, but they do it for different reasons. Now, the current president of Ghana might not be, your, you know, your favorite president or whatever, but in the public domain, in other countries like Nigeria and around the world, he has shown himself to be a proper statesman. He's shown himself to be, you know, a leader that's different to a lot of the leaders we have on the continent at the moment. I don't really know what's going on in Ghana. However, I believe that... What he's portrayed to the public and international community is that he's a president that listens and tries to put his thoughts into action. Is it okay for Sarkozy to endorse him on a record without the other artist Kwame Eugene knowing about that? Absolutely not. But again, Kwame uh, Sarkozy denies the endorsement. And in the lyrics to the record, you can be seen, you can be heard talking about the fact that he had criticized you know, the president in the past during the Domsor era, which was an era where electricity in Ghana was bad. However, 
He will not hold his tongue now that he believes the president is doing good. He would like to say it to the world. One of the reasons it also caught attention was the fact that the president on his social media responded to the endorsement, thanking the rap legend. Now, um, during those times, uh, fans instantly started to tweet a sarco. They saying, all right, the Happy Day record was just so-so, even though it was an endorsement. Da, 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 da. When are you giving us another record? And Sarkozy was like, yo, I just dropped this record two or three days ago. Why are you asking for another one? In the process, he actually called some of the fans ungrateful, saying from now on, from now henceforth, I will not be teasing you with brand new music until the record is ready. And when it drops, it drops. Because he had been teasing people with other records, so the fans got into the, the, the habit of demanding specific records. Like, where's that record with Kwame, uh, Kwame MP? Where's that record with this one? Where's that record with that one? And he's thinking, yo, what's your... Listen, I just dropped a record for you 48 hours ago. Go and listen to that one. Stream it, make it a million now before you're asking me for another record before December. From now on, it looks like the legend is not going to be teasing anybody with new records, and it's just going to be dropping it on y'all. So you just have to wait till Saturday drops a record. But in the political arena, once again, I say it, there is nothing wrong with endorsing candidates. We've seen it internationally a couple of days ago before the election, presidential election in America. We saw the likes of John Legend publicly endorsing Joe Biden and decreeing, you know, the current president and just attacking the current president. And we've seen it with other entertainers like that. So you can do it, but ensure that your thoughts, you know, your, 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 your belief and the reasons why you're endorsing, say it to people. If you believe that this president has done well in your community, tell your community why you think he should continue. But the fact that sometimes we feel it's something to be secret about becomes a problem. You are a citizen at the end of the day, so you have a right to think that someone might be good for your community and tell the country who that person is. And if you don't want to do so, keep quiet. But nobody should be sneaky. That's when Africans have a problem. And if you look at places like um, Congo and Co, where artists and entertainers in the past had endorsed some of these guys, it, it, it has gone the wrong way because of the suffering of the people in that community. But if the leadership is doing well, abiding by the law, treating the people with respect, it's okay to endorse them. That's my thoughts. Anyway, now over to South Africa, where rapper Caspanoves is enjoying being a dad and can be seen out pushing his son in a pram on Instagram, saying he never felt his life, was, his life had purpose until his son was born. That's really nice to hear. However, during an interview with Slicker of Light, he continuously pushes for a celebrity pay-per-view boxing match with arch-rival AKA. Now, during the interview, he spoke about the fact that he spoke on the phone to AKA's manager, and he, they were going back and forth talking about money. Some people say they could earn 10 million rands each. Other people say they could make 40 million rands, whatever, whatever. And he's like, yo, let's forget about the money talk. I just want to fight. Let's get it on. Get it on the floor. Get it, get it on the floor. <laughs> the thing is, listen, Casper and AKA has had beef for years. And there's been parts in social media where AKA has said terrible things about Casper and Yova's parents. And Casper said he just feels the need 
to lay his hands on AKA. Simple. It's time for us to lock horns. And this is an opportunity for them to do it legally. Also make some money. It is entertainment. So why not take this bait, get in the ring, and do what to do? Now, both uh, rappers can be seen on social media once in a while, throwing their punches with their trainers and stuff like that. AK has been doing that for over a year, two years, and Casper has also been doing that. During the interview with Slick On Life, he said, yo, I've been training, and I want to put this guy to sleep, period. I don't care if this guy is, you know, he, he's ready or not. I just want to fight this guy. <laughs> and he even went further to say, yo, it's going to be a big thing. He imagines the likes of David O flying from Nigeria with private jets to come and watch this fight. Fans around South Africa going out pay-per-view to watch their favorite rapper lace the gloves. And I was thinking about it, you know, because years ago, I think Drake and Chris Brown had a situation where someone put $10 million or something on the table for both of them to go at each other. And I was thinking, yo, this is a big, big deal. Would that happen? It never did. There was a lot of bluster, a lot of talking, but the fight never came to fruition. Casper, during this interview, looks like he's genuinely ready to fight. The fact that he even tells us that he was on the phone with AKA's manager to me, that's huge. Will that fight happen? The funny thing is, AKA was actually the one who called out Casper on Twitter earlier on in the year saying, yo, tell that brother I'm ready to go. If he's ready to go, let's put in that work. So a date was, was scheduled for September. Now it's gone past September. Some people are saying December. Some people are saying January. What we do know coming from this interview is Casper is ready to go. The other side is what we need to wait for. Some people criticize Casper saying he's trying to get some promotion for his album. The album Any Minute Now has already done bits in South Africa. It's currently the highest selling South African pop album in 2020. Rap or pop. So that's a success. It has a gold single. It has a platinum single. So it doesn't really need the promotion, even though the promotion will be great. However, he wants to get in the ring. So if anybody out there knows AKA's number, please kindly give him a phone call and let him know that Casper is ready to rumble. AKA Mufasa wants to fight. Now, over to, I think, no, we're staying in South Africa for this one. Um, where it's been revealed that superstar singer Babes Odumo and her boyfriend and music boss Mapinsta announced a reality show covering their controversial relationship in February 2021. Now, the interesting thing about Babes Odumo and Mapinsta is the fact that there's been huge domestic uh, violence allegations over the last year and a half where Babes Odumo at a point had filed a case uh, against her partner and eventually dropped the case and the public outcry was that she, she needed to leave the man, but she stuck with him, and they're both working on the relationship. And the announcement of this reality show is almost a step further because I believe they are now engaged to be married. Um, the, the TV platform in South Africa that's going to be airing this, doc, uh, this reality series went further to say the reality series was not only covering their relationship on the inside, and on the outside, but it's also going to be shedding light on domestic violence on relationships. In South Africa, domestic violence against, uh, you know, uh, women is a very, very serious case with the numbers of women losing their lives 
to domestic violence being ridiculously high. So hence why the sentiments was very, very high when the story broke that uh, Babes Odumo and Mapincha were involved in what seemed to be a regular occurrence on the streets of South Africa. We're looking forward to this reality series. Maybe it sheds a little bit more light on this tumultuous relationship. However, and more importantly, we would like to see how they're working on it and what steps they've taken to also better themselves, particularly with uh, Mampicha and with Babes uh, Wadumo taking the right support to help her grow through this. Domestic violence is another one that shouldn't be taken lightly because a lot of people around the world lose their lives every single day from domestic violence uh, with the perpetrator being somebody that they know and love. So we'll watch that one uh, very, very closely. Now, over to the United Kingdom, where popular DJ Copy, uh, whilst out and about in London driving her pink Ferrari, if you haven't seen her, you can go on social media. It's all over there. Um, she walked towards, I think she had parked her car and stepped away from the car for a bit to go grab a drink or something. And on her way back to the car, she found someone, you know, a guy was doing what we do, just taking a quick picture by the, you know, by the pink Ferrari. Unfortunately, he didn't know that the lady walking towards him actually owned the car until she opened the door and it was like, oh, oh, oh. It was an awkward moment for the gentleman because she spoke in Yoruba like, what's this one doing? And then when she moved to, to the car and opened the door, he jumped out of the car and was like, oh, oh sorry. And then she said, do you want to take a picture? You know, like a millionaire, like, yo, you want to take a picture with my car? Come on, why, why don't you do it? Again, it's one of those things that I tell people. I don't understand why you go and stand by someone else's car for swag. I don't get it. I see it on social media. People will pose by like a really expensive car. Who are you trying to impress? We all know the car ain't yours. You know, you could film it from afar and say, yo, this is a really dope car I saw in London today. How interesting it looks pink and whatever. That's fine. But actually posing by the car, acting like you parked it there, that's an embarrassment. And then for you to be a grown-ass man, come on, brother. By a pink Ferrari? We need to question you a little bit, man. That, that to be honest with you, the whole thing was just, it was just shifty, man. I, I wasn't feeling that at all. Now, over to Kenya, where rap star uh, Calligraph Jones dropped a freestyle on social media where he's heard advising young girls aspiring to be models or influencers not to sell themselves to sponsors. I think this conversation is one a lot of people have had recently about the desire for a lot of people, men and women, to become famous on social media and become social media influencers. In that vein, looking for money through unscrupulous ways. Uh, in, in his rap song, he's saying, yo, you know, they, they, they're selling themselves to sponsors, looking at uh, AKA sugar daddies to pay for their lifestyle. And to some extent, when you look at the guys, some of them are engaging in fraudulent practices just to make money to buy flashy car, flashy cars uh, and clothes on social media and stuff. And a lot of people might not be talking too much on that, especially people in position of Calligraph Jones. Um, he mentioned a couple of social media influencers like Huda Monroe in Kenya, who young, you know, Kenyan women aspire to become. And he's saying it's okay to want to be famous sometimes and be a social media influencer, but just don't sell your soul, don't sell your body, don't do unscrupulous things for the money. Graft, work hard, be creative, 
Just don't put yourself out there. And that's a message I believe should be passed to a lot of the young women and men nowadays. Even though the song wasn't released officially, he just put like a little clip of the song on social media and that went viral and caught attention of the blogs. I actually think it should be released, man. Let people get this music, let them, let them get this word. That's why uh, rappers are very important in our community where they say what they see. And this is one thing that Calligraph Jones sees. Closing out, finally, we're getting into the UK. As two models and social media influencer influencers, Eva and Kenza apparently got into some Twitter beef for allegedly disrespecting each other or throwing shade. Lord knows what that means. In a weird twist, one of the models being Kenza claimed on Twitter that she once escorted her friend now turned enemy Eva on a short trip away to hang out with David O, who she claimed they knew had a baby mother at the time. Now, whilst the news went trending on social media after that tweet, instantly David O's uh, tour manager went hard at Kenza on Twitter, calling her a clout chaser, and the fact that she mentioned David O's name was just because she wanted to go viral and get attention, which she obviously did. Now, if you think about it, um, uh, the, the tour manager also said that both models were invited on that short trip by a member of David O's camp called Tycoon. He's part of management. He's a creative, incredibly gifted, creative young man. And, and, and you know, the, the road manager is saying, these guys had nothing to do with David. They came to hang with the crew. For me, when you look at, even when the beef started on social media, I'm thinking to myself, like, people saying, oh, you're allegedly throwing shade at me. Speak to me directly if you want to talk. That just didn't look cool to me. And then when David's name was thrown into the mix, obviously everybody's attendant went up. Uh, and then, you know, the, the tour manager responded. But the interesting thing that I saw was David also posted a video on social media in response to all the Twitter allegations and comments that were happening. There's a video of his artist, Peruzzi, where he recorded himself in like five seconds saying, ah, I know one will allow. And David just posted on Twitter like, yo, don't drag me into your mess. Y'all have beef. I don't know nothing about it. Keep my name out of your mouth. Um, hopefully, this twiff or beef or whatever you want to call it ends. Uh, one of the ladies actually donated, I think it was Kenza that donated 500 pounds towards Eva's charity organization supporting young kids in Uganda and Africa, which I think is a, you know, a, 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 an applaudable feat. We want to see young women supporting each other in that situation. And I hope that the fact that one of them dipped their hands in their pocket to support a great cause also helps to quell the fire and keeps the tweet or beef off of social media. But I doubt it, because this one might be that which will be rumbling on. Now, um, wrapping up in the UK as Live Nation announced a virtual concert for the 18th of November for the incredible Burner Boy. It seems Burner Boy is leading the way in the new income revenue arena for Afrobeats artists as Corona has pretty much stopped concerts from taking place in 2020. Now, Burner Boy leads the way being the first Afrobeats artist that's stepping into this arena. We've seen hip-hop artists in America and mu other musicians do this where they organize virtual concerts by big companies where people can actually pay to watch the performance. I believe Burner 
is going to be performing from the Bricks in O2 Brixton Academy in London to the rest of the world, and people can actually pay for tickets online to watch this incredible experience. Being a Burner Boy fan, especially his live performance, which is absolutely incredible, I doubt I will not be one of those paying for that online experience. Um, the album, he's got a brand new album out, which I, I definitely enjoy. I listen to it a lot of the time. Uh, I had the opportunity to watch him perform it at the One Extra Live where he headlined. And this will just be another opportunity to see Bernard do his thing. Everybody knows, yes, he's an incredible artist, but he is a fantastic performer. And he thrives on stage. So I bet he's been itching to go since the corona shutdown started earlier in 2020. And this was just the perfect opportunity for Burner Boy to display his skills to the rest of the world. November 18th is the date, and I think you can get the tickets online. Finally, we get to the do Shopsy Do's and Don'ts segment, but this time we're going to call it the Shopsy Do segment. Where during the past week, the world was horrified as a video showing an 11-year-old in an abduction attempt went viral. Now, a man who is said uh, to be a man called Kieran or something was seen covering the young girl's mouth, leading her away after he had allegedly sexually assaulted her until he was confronted by a passersby who was alerted to the suspicious situation, of course, by her younger sister. Now, once the confrontation happened, the man fled the scene but was later arrest, arrested on charges of rape, rape and attempted abduction. If not for the heroics of the young lady who accosted this man, perhaps the traumatic experience of the young lady could have ended much worse. Now today I would like to use this medium to say thank you. Thank you to the brave family who stepped up to look after a complete stranger's child buttressing the points that says, in quote, it takes a village to raise a child. And the other one simply saying, we are all we got. In today's world of minding our own business and not wanting to seem messy or nosy, many people have either lost their lives or have been victims of horrendous crimes in plain sight. So it's time to change this attitude called minding my own business in favor of of being my brother's keeper. It's time we take back control and look out for one another. So when you see something, please say something and keep our children and our community safe from evil criminals like this. On that note, we end this week's edition of Adeshope Live, the Afrobeats podcast, of course, sponsored by World Remit and shot here on in the Afri Media Studios. Make sure you follow across all platforms and subscribe. Share with friends and family as well. And until next time, you'll catch us same place, same time. From me to you, it's peace and I'm out. Right. 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 Right.